Welcome to The Convo. Today we have an incredible special guest, somebody that means a lot to me, um, mindfulness coach. Uh, so, so many things. I think that, that title is just, just scratching the surface of what you do. Um, but professionally, you are a mindfulness coach. So welcome to the podcast, Brandon Bennett. How are you doing, Pleasure sir? to be here with you, Jonathan. Well, man, pleasure to have you on. As you guys may hear, I, I, I took some, uh, took a different route of for this episode, and I went to the beach, and I am looking at the sunset going down behind some mountains, and I see, see some boats moving around and some people. So you'll also hear a bit of wind. You may hear some some people exercising and, and passing by and, and just want to want to bring that up. Um, Brandon and I actually know each other from high school. Both grew up in Frisco. We went to high school together. Um, connected later on in life through business and just, just intention. Um, and Brandon, for the last five months, has been actively challenging me to create commitments and create new habits that have changed my life. Literally, guys, changed my life. Everything from the way I talk to the way I think to how I deal with, with anger uh, to how I deal with, with stress, um, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to have him on this podcast because he's been so impactful in my life. And I think this is going to be something um, talking about the convo and the theme of uh, of what's going on in the United States and what's happening globally, um, I, I think we're going to be able to have have a good good conversation over that. So, Brandon, thank you again for being on, man. How uh, how's everything going? Man, man. First off, I'd be remiss if I didn't just express gratitude. You know, gratitude for for your your words, um, just in our time together, obviously professionally, but the friendship that we also have. And also gratitude for, you know, you choosing to create not only this platform, but to invite me as someone to be in dialogue with you on it. So appreciate this. And I'm appreciative of the opportunity to dive a little bit deeper and, and connect with you in this format. Man. Man, yes, and, and even back to that, you know, I, I want want everybody in the audience to know uh, uh, Brandon Bennett had a lot to do with this podcast and and, and that challenge, you know, uh, having conversations around what what I've been feeling recently and and trying to figure out what it is that I can do to help. Um, and and Brandon helped me come up with this idea and 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 focus on. Uh, on executing it as well. So thank you again, man. But um, today, I, I just want to, you know, jump in and and even uh, understand a bit about how you've been experiencing um, what's going on there in the States. Brandon, uh, you know, you can share a little bit about your background, but you, you're, you're well-traveled. You've lived overseas. You've lived in multiple countries. Um, you have kind of a global perspective, and you call Texas home uh, still or now. And so, 
you know, I, I think you you understand kind of what I've been feeling and talking about on a couple of different episodes. And uh, you also have have that in-person um, experience of, of living there in the United States. But tell me about how this is, has been showing up for you. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the, the question. And um, I think just to, to, to be transparent, just at least in this moment, it's, it's been an interesting time. You know, it's one of those different aspects where uh, there's like this balance of being present and staying kind of focused and staying in your lane. Um, also with this other balance of, of being very compassionate and being very aware of what is actually going on in the actual, you know, political as well as uh, social climate. So for me personally, and I know we've talked about this, you know, um, at length, I'm, I'm not one who specifically tunes in to a lot of social media as well as a lot of um, television or any of these different aspects. It's, it's not something that is a part of my, my, my daily environment. However, during this particular time in this particular period, you know, there's, there's been so much that's out there and there's been to an extent a need, a need to really um, be present to what is being created and what is, is, is happening, you know, not only here um, or globally, when we talk about the, the actual, you know, COVID that, that started, but then also with some of the, you know, injustices around the, the whole George Floyd um, incident that occurred a few weeks ago. And when I first, it's interesting just to kind of go back, when I first, saw it or I came across this, um, I'm a big believer in, you know, doing your research, you know, not taking everything at face value, whatever you see that is perpetuated from the news, because the news more times than not can promote topics or different aspects that really can create a sense of fear and anxiety if that's what one is tuning into a lot. Right. Uh, but in this particular moment, there was something a little bit different about this situation and different within the sense of the response, I feel, um, in comparison to other aspects that have maybe been similar, that have occurred in the past. Um, this one, it, it, it felt different, you know, and I think a part of that was the fact that you talk about isolation and people are already at home um, for the most part around the world. And there's even more of a propensity, you know, since most people are, are kind of being forced in a way to slow down. You know, if you're not really in your car as much or you're not going to um, an office or, or, or going to the same spots or locations that you would normally do so on a day by day, it gives you even more space to really tune in. So, you know, one of the things that what it hit me was um, it kind of brought up some different things, some, some different memories and some different emotions because, you know, it's, it's like, um, you know, for me personally, it's, I'm, I'm always, and you know this more than anybody, Jonathan, I'm a very um, optimist and, or very optimistic. And then I also have this sense of focusing 
on what you truly desire and creating clarity around that. And mm -hmm. during this particular time, I had to go inward within myself, or I shouldn't say I had to, but I chose. I chose to even slow down and to do more research and to, to see, you know, what is really happening here. You know, how is this affecting people? How is this affecting me personally? And I was thinking, you know, I was really thinking about this um, on a historical context. And, you know, for over the past, you know, for almost close to 400 years, just what being a, a, a black man in America has, you know, what that uh, genealogy has had to, uh, in, a, in an extent, experience here. And it brought up different things, you know, different things from my own childhood, um, different things around, you know, whether it be, um, you know, a, a, a story that comes to my mind is I remember when I was in seventh grade and I've always been this person that, that walks to the beat of my own drum. I've just, I've always been like that, even if I didn't recognize it when I was younger, you know, yep. kind of leading my own path you know, choosing and intentionally choosing to, to, to make decisions that were a bit against what the, um, maybe what the normalcy was or against what most would consider to be acceptable. And I went to this, uh, this school in Dallas, actually in Richardson, Tech, uh, Richardson Independent School District. And it was a pretty um, diverse school. And I had friends who were both who were white, I had friends who were black, and I also had friends who were, who were Mexican. And three of my closest friends were, you know, one was white, another one was, was um, black, and another one was from, from Mexico. And I, I remember just kind of going to, um, going to the lunch table. And sometimes I would sit with my friend Edgar, who, you know, he was straight from Mexico, like his, 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 um, his mother couldn't speak any, any English. Um, and I used to go to his place and we would play video games together and just hang out. And sometime I would sit with him at lunch. And another friend of mine, um, his name was Frankie. He's one of my closest friends, black guy. I would sit at the lunch table with him and another friend, Jonathan, and we would just hang out and, you know, do what kids are doing. And, uh, I had another white friend, his name was Jason, and I would hang out with him, play video games. And I remember experiencing um, something that came up for me with some of my, the people who looked just like me. And it was around being made fun of, being made fun of for mm -hmm. hanging out with, with, you know, the white kids or the Mexican kids or the black kids. And it was almost like this desire or this, um, not a desire, but this kind of command, you need to make a choice on kind of which side of the fence or which team are you going to be playing with. And I remember not really understanding that fully when I was, when I was younger. I was just like, why does it matter? You know, why does it, why does certain things matter? But as I've gotten older, and not to say that that piece wasn't a piece that really had um, an effect on me, but as I got older and really started understanding more of the historical context of, you know, what it has meant to, to um, be a black person in this country 
and you know you deal with certain aspects around race and you experience certain aspects it it can um it can in a way create this sense of of um separateness or this sense of isolation if you're trying to explain these different aspects to others who may not necessarily be able to experience it the same way as you or may not have any kind of any kind of um relativity to like what it means to to grow up that way or to be a certain certain race so all of that came back up for me these memories and these these different aspects and i was thinking about my 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 mother and my father both you know who are in spirit now and some of the things that they experienced kind of going through the civil rights uh, both were born around the civil rights era in the 19 late in the late 1950s and thinking about what they were going through during that time and even though they're no longer here in the physical form um you know being able to see how certain aspects while there's been a tremendous amount of growth how certain aspects are still existing and you know this being such a uh, a profound time you know on a global level a profound time for for us each and every one of us to go internal to look at ourselves to to see what it is that we can do better you know to have conversations like we're having right now um jonathan and to um really create change in the world and not just talking about it but being that actual change man exactly exactly yeah didn't 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 even mean to cut you off that's that's you know that's that is the 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 goal i am seeking with having these conversations um and bringing people on to to reflect on their stories and to tell their stories and to have this dialogue is to 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 you know ultimately ask that question what can we do to create the change we want to see what 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 can we do you know that is that is the whole purpose of uh, of of these kind of conversations man so it's um it's powerful and thank you thank you for for sharing that and it you know painting the picture of how you've been experiencing this and and kind of with not kind of but but with you know with with intention and also with selectivity of of what you choose to focus on and what you're looking at um and what you're consuming and and even the conversations that you're having and i think that is that's that different aspect you know i have i have yet to have the conversations around um other people who are experiencing this the way you are you know and i think that's important to to be able to 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 have an example of of a different a, a different way to, to to experience this and a different way to 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 go through these things so um so yeah man I, i'm just appreciative of that yeah no, I, you know, one thing that, that also just that comes up for me, you know, my, my wife, she's of European descent, she's from Finland. And, you know, we've talked about this before, but 
you know, I'm, I'm just like you are, I'm really into traveling, been to close to 20 different countries and have lived in, in Finland at one point, I've lived in Ecuador at another point. And, you know, I think one of the, the things or the biggest aspects that really changed my, not changed, but created a sense of awareness for me that I had no, no, um, that, that I had no experience of before is what it's like whenever you are traveling to different places outside of your home country. Because in the United States, Man. there can be such this deep cloak of uh, separatism, you know, that can, can be experienced because of one of the history here, you know, of, of slavery, the history of the civil rights movement, the history of the fact that blacks in general were brought here, you know, against their will. And if you go back even deeper to the Native American culture, the genocide that occurred, you know, for the land in which we all are here on today. So there's, there's so many different elements that even though these things happened, you know, um, decades ago, uh, or excuse me, centuries ago, or at least that's when they started, there is a, uh, still a cloak that if this is, if it's not approached and it's not looked into and it's not experienced where we all can look at ourselves, even me, you know, looking at myself as a black man and what, what can I do, you know, better? And, and, and how can I create even more of an awareness around this piece? Because as I mentioned before, as an optimist and as someone who is, is very centered on being very present and focusing on creating peace so that one can take their next best step forward, um, there is also this, this area of, okay, like let's talk about certain aspects you know, certain aspects that I've experienced. I've had many different conversations with friends, with, with clients, with individuals who I've never really spoken specifically about certain aspects that I, I've experienced. And in having these conversations and, and the other person being able to listen just from a place of openness, a place of, of, of I desire to really hear what you have to say. I desire to understand you or to see you on a deeper level that in itself can be a profound a profound area of healing because there are many people out there who just either a have no awareness of some of these aspects that do that may occur to with someone that you you know you may know whether it's someone you work with whether it's someone that you may have you know a friendship with um depending on that person's relationship to talking about these different aspects. And, um, you know, I, I, I just recognize, you know, one particular area, or at least in my own life that I remember that, that came up during this process. I remember I was, I, my previous career, I used to work in professional sports. I worked in professional sports for almost 10 years. I was a senior sales consultant and executive. I worked in, you know, the professionals for multiple teams in the professional sports arena. And at one point I was living in, in Arizona and I went out with some colleagues and with those colleagues, um, we were, we were out. It's probably a good eight to 10 of us who had went out and I was the only, you know, person of color uh, who was with the group. And, 
towards in, in, in Arizona, in the particular area that we were at, there was a, a light rail, public transportation that we were all kind of on this, 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 this track, this railroad track, um, or I shouldn't say railroad, but light rail track in order to, you know, catch the, the um, system home. And we were walking and all of us are walking on the, on the track, getting ready to cross over so that we could go to the actual stop to be picked up. And I hear what we, we all cross the track and then I hear somebody yelling after we cross the track. And I turn around and it's, it's a police officer or not even a police officer, it's a light rail duty officer. And he's like, speaking directly to me. He's like, could you not hear me screaming at you? Could you, why didn't you stop? And I said, I, what do you mean? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, um, I've been yelling at you to stop and not cross the, not cross the tracks. It's, an, it's illegal to cross over the tracks. And I said, oh, my bad, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you. You know, my, my mistake, I, I didn't, it wasn't intentional. So, you know, this gentleman, he continues to, to, to yell at me and continues to kind of, in a sense, berate me. And, mm -hmm. and yep. I, got to a, a, I got to a point, I said, wait, wait a minute. I said, why are, you, why are you directing all this towards me when all these other people, they cross the same tracks themselves? And he just continued to speak to me and continue to, you know, well, I'm, I'm talking to you, you know, you know, I kind of started to maybe uh, started to get a little bit frustrated and started to speak up for myself. And, you know, I don't appreciate you, you know, yelling at me. Why don't you speak to some of these other people? Something about this doesn't feel right. Just, you know, kind of communicating my truth. And he ended up giving me a ticket. Well, something ended up happening where there were other people, other bystanders who saw exactly what was happening. And people started voicing people who I didn't even know, not only in my group, but people who were, were there at this particular stop. They started voicing that what, just, what, had, what they saw had, that had just happened. They saw that like, this isn't right. Something about this isn't right. And they started saying like, what's your badge number? Like this, we, we watched this. Like the way you handled this is foul, you know, just kind of expressing their truth as well, because they saw something there that, you know, wasn't, uh, it just wasn't right. And it started to turn into a little bit of a scene where there was uh, more and more people who were kind of expressing and, and, and saying like, look, like, that's not right. This is, you know, this is wrong. And what ended up happening was I was no longer, you know, next to this particular, um, and I shouldn't even call him an officer, but he was like a transport you know, the security uh, guard, Yeah, transport security. <laughs> and um, he ended up, he ended up coming up to me, you know, and he said, um, look, like, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that you worked for XYZ organization. And I looked oh, at him, man. I said, what does that have to do with it? And I guess somebody had told him, maybe somebody even in the group that I was in was like, oh, he works for you know, this team or this organization, like, he's a good person, yada, yada, this. And when he said that to me, I said, you know, what, what difference does it make? You know, like, what you did was wrong. And you gave me a ticket, you didn't issue anybody else out there a ticket. So, you know, like, I don't think it's right. And he said, well, you know, let's, let's, 
let's void the ticket. Let's consider it, you know, let's, um, if you show up to, you know, to, to, to the court for the ticket, um, it'll be dismissed. You know, it'll, it's something that'll be dismissed. And I ended up showing up and the ticket got dismissed. But even within that particular experience, you know, I didn't necessarily speak up to the actual judge, you know, to let them know um, exactly what had happened. You know, this was an instance where since he didn't show up to court and he issued the ticket, then the ticket was naturally dismissed. So that's something that came up for me, just an experience in thinking like, oh, like, wow, like now in a position, now the person or the version I am in this present moment, if something like that were to happen, you know, um, I sense for myself that I would, I would handle it differently. And by differently, I just mean speaking that voice, being able to, if there's something that you see or there's something that you feel authentically in your heart, that needs to be said, that needs to be spoken, that needs to be shared. Um, not only right now in this present moment, but just in general, being able to share that and being able to communicate your truth is so much more powerful than holding back, contracting, and trying to play safe or stay safe because yep. of the underlying fear or a sense of rocking the boat. Man, that's that, and thank you for sharing that. It's it's powerful, even in the conversation I was having earlier um, around the the conditioning that we have as from from childhood. You know, the conditioning we we have uh, often been been taught um, in order to survive and survive situations like those, and just to to go along with it, to 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 make it out alive of a situation it's not even you know it's not even about uh if you're right or not or or if that person was wrong it's it's all about you know hey i gotta do whatever it takes and just just take this and i think um i think what you said is is the new way to be able to achieve that and i i think by speaking your truth you're communicating with people, even if they're angry, even if they're in the wrong, you're communicating with people on a different level. Um, but what I do ask, I think what would be important is, and, and you've, you've seen that change in, in yourself, you've, you've helped other people uh, find ways to, to, to basically channel that energy and, and react differently. What are some of the suggestions you say when people are in those heated moments, I mean, you you can't you can't breathe correctly. Your your blood pressure is high. You know this person is wrong. You know they're doing something wrong. Um, you know what 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 do you, what what have you found works during those situations so that you can actually and calmly speak your truth? Yeah, no, that's a beautiful question, man. The the one thing that comes to my mind instantly you know, just from the art of the question is being able to differentiate between responding and reacting. Because when we react from an impulse, and sometimes, you know, depending on what the situation is, quick reactions are definitely necessary. 
you know, on a, on a, whether it be not on a survival, For sure. making a quick decision in the moment where you don't have a tremendous amount of time to, to, to process. However, when it comes to our, our anger, um, when it comes to different emotions that can have a very strong energetic pulse or pull, um, you know, anger, sadness, fear, when we can, and when we can respond from a place of us recognizing the emotion that's coming up, then that gives us an opportunity to filter the action or the reaction to a place of, okay, is this coming from a place of unconscious with my response or am I reacting from whether it be a sense of ego or I'm reacting from a sense of truly desiring to hurt someone? Um, because what I notice, I think we may have lost it. I was gonna say, because what I, what I noticed, you know, in my own personal experience with this, um, and this is coming from someone, you know, who in the past definitely had issues around expression. So it's interesting to communicate that because, you know, I have previously, when it came to expression, um, that was something I had difficulties with. And what I mean by that is meaning if a certain emotion, whether it be anger, you know, whether it be sadness would bubble up, I would just either, I would shut down, you know, I would freeze or I would yep. have this, this reaction. And you talked about this kind of on a cultural level, but you know, on a physiological level inside of our bodies, you know, from the time that we're, we're, we're young kids and from the environment in which we're growing up in, depending on our reaction to these emotions in these different events, that occurred in our upbringing that elicit these emotions and these, these type of uh, energies that move through us, that can be the, in a, in a sense, the litmus or the canvas for how we respond to certain emotions and how we respond to certain events for the rest of our lives, unless we become conscious of that and we create some type of new awareness and change through it. So all of that just to say, responding, take, focusing your attention on your breath and noticing what you feel in your body. You know, if you feel tightness in your chest, you know, whether it be if someone says something to you and what pops up or what comes up for you is you start to feel a tightness in your chest. You feel uh, perspiration in your hands you feel a heaviness in your shoulders. Being able to have an awareness of these different physiological responses and with that awareness, being able to see it from a place of openness and curiosity and breathing into it, keeping your body open and breathing in to the discomfort that's there provides a new relationship to how you can choose to respond to certain aspects and that in itself you know um, breath is such a powerful powerful catalyst to 
not only for the body on a, on, a, on, a, on a healing level. You know, a lot of us, if you're listening to this right now, I invite you to put your, your hand over your, over your stomach. And as you're just breathing normally, you know, in your nose and out your mouth, uh, notice if you, if you feel that your stomach is rising or if you want to, you can put your right hand over your chest where your heart is and notice if you feel that there's more of a rising in your chest. And this distinction in itself goes in towards, are we breathing more shallow or are we breathing more full? Because when we breathe more shallow, that can activate more quickly the sympathetic nervous system, which is just the, the, the stress, the fight or flight, the quick reactive response system in our body. Whereas if we're breathing fully, and we're breathing all the way down to our stomachs and breathing through our body and being intentional with that breath, then that activates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and relaxation. So when we're rest and relaxed, and when we make decisions or we respond from that place, then those decisions and those responses are more in alignment with our, our truth. And it's not just a reactive impulse from something that is triggering a response with inside of us. We can feel that trigger, we can breathe into it, and then we can choose to make a response from a more conscious and grounded space. Exactly. Man, and, and, and thank you for sharing that, that exercise. Um, I remember when we, uh, we first engaged in, in, in coaching, that was one of the first things that we did. And um, man, it's, it's crazy at how normal, it's not crazy, I don't use that word. Uh, it's, it's interesting at how normal that is uh, for me to do because I've made that a practice. You know, and turn that 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 simple moment. What that turned into was uh, was creating and studying and 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 finding my uh, my relationship with meditation and my relationship with breathing and deep breathing uh, consistently throughout the day. And um, so that that that's something that you know I hope I hope people did just find find some value in and and uh, would, would even encourage you to continue to, to learn more about what that, what that is and, and the impact of, uh, of breathing on, on all these situations. You know, even, even you may have seen on one of the previous episodes, um, I was actually, uh, a lot of emotions were coming up and I actually ended up uh, taking a deep breath in between in order to deal with, uh, in order to deal with, not deal with, but in order to be able to better handle those emotions. You know, I was in the middle of, of about to cry and a lot of emotions just came out of nowhere. And I think that was, that was definitely something that was, was helpful. Um, um, so, you know, that's, Can I ask that's you a question on that. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, you know, like, um, when those emotions or those, those tears, when they came up for you, is that something that you've always felt comfortable 
in, in sharing or in expressing in terms of that emotion? Man, not, not at all. Um, my relationship, especially wor working with you, I know I, I sound like I'm, I'm uh, beating a dead horse. That's horrible, but I'm sure there's meaning to that. Uh, I know it sounds like I keep saying this, but because I've, I've, I've been doing kind of the work for the last five months, I, I think that's, um, that's where a lot of these, this changes come from, but no, man, uh, my relationship has always been tough it out. Don't cry. You're going to cry on camera, pause it. You don't want people to see it. You know, it's still naturally, even, even in that, in that last video, I hit my chest, but Hey, <laughs> Real men, uh, you know, I can cry <laughs> and hit my like for what? Like why? <laughs> yeah. um, and and it's just that's the practice. That is the the some of the the things that I was taught in in the you know the the media and, and the movies and everything. And now there's just a uh, a different relationship around tears, and I know for me it is it's a true expression of real emotion. Like that's. That's deep, you know. At the end of this last call, uh, I just was telling my friends, like, man, I, I miss y'all, and and what COVID has brought up, and what George Floyd and and um, all of the injustice and everything that's constantly going on, what it's brought to the forefront for me is the importance of of these people I have relationships with and the people I love, and that distance um between spain and, and texas spain and america that's more real now you know my my my, my friends are at risk uh, my family is at risk and and there's not much i can do <laughs> between coronavirus and and uh and and you know closed borders there's not much i can do to 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 be there physically so it is it's conversations like these that are that are helping me connect and and have a better relationship um, with that and you know so yeah man it's 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 been it's been something and and I definitely was not always open to to, to crying at all. No, I just I just want to say I appreciate you sharing. I think there's so much beauty just to those those words you know, and, and what you've created for yourself in terms of the openness to express that. Because I know you and I, you know, we've, we've off topic, we've had conversations, you know, specifically centered around um, why a lot of men suffer. And, and during a time like this, this can be a, a, a beautiful period of catharsis, you know, it can be a period of allowing the space to feel what needs to be felt, to truly be felt, you know, you know, crying and tears, they're just a, a wave of energy, you know, just like happiness can be a wave of energy, sadness, fear, all these different things are just forms of energy. And, you know, within Western culture, and there's been a tremendous amount of, of, of growth and improvement on this, um, but within Western culture, there, there can be this, um, you know, based off of the, um, based off of the, the creation of Western society and the history of, of men really being the ones who are 
you know, tough and, and no excuses and get things done and, you know, don't be vulnerable because that's a form of weakness and people can take advantage of you. You know, just some of these different um, previous beliefs that if these are different aspects that, you know, whether they've been on a societal level or they've been in our parental structure or they've been with our, our father figures, et cetera, um, being able to, you know, authentically express that and, and, and do that, you know, in the moment over a, a format, a video format where others can, can see that. Um, I just think that's, that's, that's tremendously beautiful and it, it shows a sense of not only grace for yourself and grace for what needs to be felt, but it's giving permission for other people as well to um, see that and maybe even experience that inside of themselves where there can be a connection to them um, feeling that for themselves and, and almost like a, a permission slip to, to express that. So I asked the question, I, I had no idea where you were going to go with it, but uh, <laughs> I'm grateful just to, to, you know, see what you've been able to create for yourself in a sense of your relationship to these different emotions. Um, and just like with anything else, you know, we're all works in progresses. You know, we're yep. all we're all here on this this beautiful planet to connect. We're here to tap into our, our most authentic selves, to tap into a sense of a purpose, a sense of meaning, a sense of why am I on this planet? Like what am I here to do? Man. And you putting this forth and creating this, you know, this um this format, this text, continuing to express, you know, yourself and, um, you know, how it is in, in Spain, you know, just you being out there from your context, from your experience. Uh, I hope I'm not going too off on a tangent, but I just feel no, man. glad to, to express in that because I believe it's, it's, it's huge. And, you know, one of the things we talk about as well is to celebrate, you know, a lot of times... Yep. Um, I'll speak as a context for us men, but a lot of times, you know, men can, can find it difficult to celebrate because men naturally can, um, um, and again, I don't want to generalize this, but I want to speak this, you know, from the context of, of the people I work with as well as the, the, the dialogue of this conversation can be very much focused on what's next, what's next, you know, what's next. And yep basking into the experience of celebrating the moment, celebrating the expression, celebrating the aspect of you creating this platform and you choosing to have tough conversations, you choosing to create something that is allowing people to express their authentic truth while you're doing the same thing and expressing your heart and being able to put that forth into the world. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's to be commended and just want to continue to acknowledge you on that. Man, I, I, I truly appreciate that. Um, and again, I'm throwing it back. Thank you for, for, for helping me recognize um, and, and begin to understand the power behind all of those concepts. You know, I, I think that's the, 
that's where a lot of this started and, and it's just the beginning. So I'm extremely excited to see where this goes. And um, man, I really appreciate you being on today. One of the things I want to put out there is, is again, I know the impact, especially if you are a, a man, if you are a black man, if you are an executive, if you're a businessman, um, what I've been able to experience after working with Brandon is, is, is life changing. It's game changing. It's, it's, it's just change. You know, that's the biggest, the biggest thing It's progress and it's change. And so that's been uh, a great experience for me. Um, man, I'll be your, your biggest fan and, and, and scream from the rooftops, testimonials doesn't matter. Like whenever, I will I will recommend you to anybody, man. And and I know um I know it's just it's a gift you have, an absolute gift, and I'm I'm thankful that you were you were able to share that with me. So um what what is your website? How do people get in touch with you? You know, uh how, how do we how do we connect people with Brandon Bennett? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you you asking again gratitude for you having me on today for you opening up your heart and, and creating this platform and um yeah, just gratitude and much appreciation for the the opportunity to to be a part of this platform with you here today. Uh best way to get a hold of me um would be my website, which is first name Brandon, last name Bennett. B-E-N-N-E-T-T dot com. You can also find me on Facebook um, and also on LinkedIn. But the website is probably the easiest and the most succinct way at this this point to to reach out to me. Excellent. Well, brother, I appreciate you, man. Um, yes, sir. Thank you again. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope if you if you felt uh, something from this conversation. I hope it sparked some, some, something inside of you. And, and, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it.